Uh, JM in the AM and Shelly Berger is in our studio. Shelly Berger from uh, OHEL is the Director of Foster Care and Preventive Programs. And uh, she is here this morning with an update, as we like to say, with what is happening on the foster care scene in our community. And she will introduce to us at least one, but maybe more, heroes in our community who are very actively involved in the area of foster care. Shelly Berger, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. Nice to have you here. Nice Am to I be right here. that the people that you're going to introduce to us are, in fact, heroes in our community? They certainly are heroes, but the real uh, secret is they look like just everyday people. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that is, in fact, the secret. I, as a parent, uh, it's one thing years and years and years ago when we first did our first conversations regarding uh, OHEL on the air and the whole foster care uh uh, you know, section of the community. And it was one thing as a single person thinking about how people would step in and do this. Now as a parent, after all these years, I I just wonder and marvel how parents, uh, you know, get involved and expand their families the way they do. It just, it, it can't be, it can't be as simple as just the way I'm saying it. It's got to be a very complicated situation each time. You know, like many things in life, it's simple and complicated at the same time. You know, uh, we have all kinds of foster parents. They come in all shapes and sizes and all kind of family configurations. Uh, And often when you do have a family and you have, you know, you have like a a child-oriented family, a lot of uh, parents who consider this think that it would be actually easy uh, to uh, incorporate a foster child into their family uh, group, and that is true. Uh, Like every child in your family group, they all have their, you know, things, their issues, but yet, you know, and for some people that, that works for them. We have other uh, couples who do not have children of their own. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. They also make wonderful foster parents. We have single people who are foster parents. We have empty nesters who are foster parents. We need every kind of person because we have every kind of child. There are single people in our community who are foster parents. Yes, there are, and we look for them and we welcome them with open arms. Shelley Berger is here every day. I know, obviously, every day you're dealing with foster care situations but every day do new cases come across your desk like how would you describe you know when when new situations are introduced to you in the office right. when new situations come in and uh, we've had a couple uh, of uh, interesting ones just in the past month the call can come in any time just got we had a call Shabbos about children who needed foster care and uh, like babies they don't wait um, and <laughs> <laughs> when uh, when ACS calls us uh, and they call us to place Jewish children in Jewish foster homes, we have to be ready that moment. We don't ever want a child to have to go anywhere else. And that's one of our big challenges, and that's what we need the community for, to partner with us. Uh, it's uh, We, we um, really need, we cannot do it alone. People think, oh, oh, hell, you know, oh, yeah, you know, well, they have wonderful foster homes, and we do, but we never have enough. We always need more. We have, uh, like, like I said, because we've been discussing this topic for so many years, uh, there have been peaks and valleys. There are times when we're literally getting an update, and there are other times when we're literally begging the community to come through. Where are we at right now? Are you looking actively for people? What's the situation? Yes, we really are. Just as I was uh, saying before, we just got in um, uh, a, a nice uh, number of children. Some come in sibling groups, Come some come 
uh, alone, no siblings. And uh, we really need foster parents who will rise to the challenge. The children come, like I said, every age. We got a lovely 15-year-old girl who really was being neglected and abused at home. Um, we j- got two sisters in. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they, you know, they just don't come in and smile and say, like, hi, thank you so much for giving me a home. Uh, they really, um, they have their challenges. But you know what? We have to give children hope. They need to be able to hope that they can have a fairly normal childhood, people who love and care for them. Uh, so when children come in and uh, they're new to the system, we need to look at our pool of foster parents mm-hmm. and uh, we need to place them in a, the correct home. How long have you been doing this? I've been doing this for 19 years. I started out, uh, yeah, um, um, uh, I started. You've saved a lot of kids. Uh, well, with the help, uh, you, know, you know, I'm part of an unbelievable team who inspires me every day, most of all the foster parents. I started as a volunteer <laughs> in the foster care department, and here I am today, privileged every day to be working with unbelievable people in, in, in uh, this kind of group. We're, uh, it's a unique part of the OHEL family, and uh, we don't do it alone. We do it as a group. And let me tell you, you know, no pain, no gain, but it is a very rewarding um, situation with all the challenges. And the foster parents will tell you even more about that than I could. Uh, you, you, you have with us uh, here today a couple of uh, foster parents who are, uh, uh, they must be amazing people. One is Ayala with us live via telephone, Ayala Crispin, right? And Ayala, are you there? You may need, yes. the, you may need Hi, the headphones. Good morning. Good morning, and thank you so much for joining us. Um, the transition, as Shelley just alluded to earlier, the, those first few days, the, that first initial encounter with a foster child must be, I don't know, how would you describe it? Um, I think for every person it's different. I My first foster child, um, I don't have biological children, so at the time we had no children. My first foster child was 12. And um, I was extremely excited to care for him, considering, you know, the fact that I was not yet a mother. And I had a lot of uh, love that I wanted to give him. So for me, it was more this poor child came into my care and how can I help him? Uh, so my initial, you know, reaction to him coming into foster care was, uh, in a sense, um, I was nervous but excited and he came from a very neglectful, abusive background. Um, and he was, in a sense, happy because when he walked into my house and he saw he had his own room and everything was settled and clean, he, I think he was a little bit more calm. Um, so it, for me, with my first one was, you know, was, was a pretty um, happy experience at the beginning. Um, my second foster child is my son who I adopted, and he... And he was a baby, so that was all, you know, that was all right. beautiful. And uh, and now I have a third foster child who's also a baby, uh, so that was also beautiful. <laughs> but uh, with my 12-year-old, it was more a transition. I guess, and and I guess uh, the, we, we could answer this if we speak to these 12-year-olds as adults, you know, later on in life. But they, for them, it must be an interesting transition, discovering that parents are not abusive, that parents are 
loving that there's a calm, peaceful situation, right? That must be for them a, a real, uh, you know, revelation. Yes, um, I, I have to tell you the story I just heard. You know, uh, we uh, just recently a young man who aged out of foster care and uh, went to Israel for um, a year of study is back and is in uh, college. Uh, he he was saying how he realized. Uh, really like what his foster parents thought of him when uh, maybe a year after he had come into care, they were at an amusement park and he got lost. And he said that when uh, the uh, the amusement park police or whatever they're called, (laughs) uh, (laughs) security (laughs) reunited him with his foster mother, he said he'll never forget the look on her face. She had been crying. She grabbed him. She hugged him. And he was like, Whoa, she really cares. <laughs> and you know something? What a we, great story. Yeah, we take that for granted. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? That was the story he told, and he had never told it to us at the time. He told it to us as one of the moments in his, uh, um, in his childhood when he realized somebody really, really cares about him. And that's what I, talk, that's what I mean when I say giving a child hope. Now, Ayala's on our phone line, mm-hmm. as we pointed out. Um, do we ask her to appeal to people to consider this is that we i mean is that something that we yeah. we openly are asking the community to really consider and think about becoming a foster parent yes uh we as i said you know i could say whatever i'm saying from my vantage point right. but it's really the foster parents who need to who can speak the best so ayala what do you say i mean for people who you know think about this uh, very often and who go back and forth on this issue what do you say about the uh, plunging in jumping in and becoming a foster parent I think it's one of the best things you can do for yourself, for a child, and for the community. Um, we have many, many families who are unfortunately without support systems, who are not capable of properly raising their children, and these kids are getting lost, you know, in this unhealthy world, and we can make a difference for them. We can give them a home. We can give them love. We can give them care. and. You know, I think it's the biggest mitzvah, it's the most wonderful thing that a person can do is to give another person life. You're giving them life. It's as if you, you know, it's as if you did CPR. There's no difference. Uh, how old are some are in touch later on with those they've fostered for a few months and others are not, right? Or, um, or it yeah. depends on the individual situation. Exactly. You know, can I ask yeah. Ayala whether you're in touch with the with the 12 year old who first came to you? Um, you can ask me. I'm actually not in touch with him because, again, it depends on right. every situation. And in his situation, it was better for me not to be in touch with him. I am, although, in touch uh, with some of his family members, and I check on him periodically. Mm, very good. And he probably knows that and is appreciative, I would bet. <laughs> Ayala, Ayala, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you. Have a beautiful day. Thank you very much, uh, Ayala Crispin. Uh, in our studio is Zev Sapir. Zev is uh, also a foster parent, uh, right, Shelley? Yes, he uh, is. And uh, and is able to share with us the beauty of being a uh, a foster parent. Zev, welcome to JM in the AM. Uh, thank you, and uh, good morning. Are we related? My grandmother was a Sapir. Uh, no, Where? I don't. I don't think so. My, my it's a long story. But... <laughs> I don't think <laughs> it's not as simple as on my end. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, how did you first get into the world of foster parenting? 
my, my wife and I've been married for three years, and uh, about a year into our marriage, we we had a, we sat down, we talked about you know where where things were going and and how things were doing, and um, and uh, we had a house and we had extra rooms, and we wanted to bring. Uh, we 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 wanted to share our love with with others, and uh, for my wife, it's a it's it's her second marriage. She actually has a 25 year old and a and a 23 year old and a, an 18 year old. Uh, uh, for me, it was the first mar- uh, uh, it was it was the first uh, uh, opportunity to have children in the home. Right. And uh, so we signed up for the uh, uh, with with uh, OHEL, and, and we attended the training. It's 30 hours of training. Uh, it's called MAP training. I don't remember what the acronym stands for. Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody understands. <laughs> Once uh, the 30s complete, is it a fast process after that, or it's never a fast process? Well, it's uh, it, the the um, the meat of the training is this uh, 30 hour training. It's done in a group, so we have usually anywhere from it could be from eight to. Uh, uh, 12 uh, people, sometimes couples, si- sometimes singles, who are training together. The group experience enriches the experience and also forms relationships right. later on for support. support. Right. Exactly. Uh, there's paperwork, nothing crazy, but paperwork to be done. Uh, and the process could really move along as quickly as, uh, you know, the prospective foster parents. I mean, if someone starts training today, could they have a foster child in their home in 2015? Is that theoretically uh, oh, possible? Oh, absolutely. That is uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, um, we are going to be starting another round of MAP training uh, in mid to like uh, around the 20th of January. Mm. Yeah. So uh, anyone who is thinking about it, a uh, good time to call because you can get right in the training. People say like people want to do it and they get afraid. Right. You know, also let me tell you, just because you get trained doesn't mean the next day that's it. We drop a kid off at right. your door. It is an interactive process and matching children to families is obviously paramount because the thing we want most is a stable placement. Uh, so, so we work very hard on that. Um, and, uh, you know, I think a lot of people over the, um, you know, all over the uh, New York area and also foster parents can only be from New York, not from New Jersey, right. uh, because that's how the program is set mm-hmm. up by the city. Um, think about it. And, they're, you know, it's really scary to pick up the phone. People think once they pick up the phone, that's it. It's right. not the truth. Um, when a person picks up the phone just to inquire, uh, uh, they get an individualized orientation with one with either Bacheva Berger or Shalamet Marcus, who run the home finding department. And that program, that uh, meeting is to give them information, to get information, to see is this a possibility for you. So we, we really, you know, we really just encourage anyone who's been thinking about it for a while to just pick up the phone for more information, and we'll we'll take it from there. Once it was established that you are, you know, qualified as a couple to be foster parents, how soon after was there, in fact? Right. A- to, to validate what Shelly was just saying, uh, we finished the training. I think it was a Thursday. Oh my God! And then, like literally, the very next day, and you know, we were told, oh, you know, expect a call sometime right. the next month. We'll have it. We'll arrange a home visit. And as Shelly was saying earlier, you know, the, these children don't wait. And we got a call the very next day. Do you have? Uh, would you like a baby? We have a baby. Uh, she's she's uh, uh, withdrawing from you know methamphetamines right. and and cocaine and crack, 
and, and would you like to take her on? And my wife, you know, she didn't even blink, and she didn't even have to ask me to for the answer because she she knew what the answer. So this was an emergency time situation, right. right? Sometimes that does happen, you know, more than once, where um you 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 get trained, or even you're just about finishing. We saying we have someone, and you quickly quickly finish it up. Right. Uh, other times there is not a, a child that would be the good match for your family right away, and uh, you know things uh, happen more slowly. There's no way to predict it. And we've always uh, again this. I don't know if you call this a warning or a disclaimer, but I know that it's been a sensitive topic over the years. One who becomes a foster parent should never assume that adoption is down the road, right? That's that's something where it's just a big question mark when the whole process starts, right? Yes, exactly. And that, you know, it's really hard to go into foster care um, um, or to be a foster parent uh, expecting something right. to happen. Uh, you know, honestly, with our own kids also, we never know what to expect. Right. Uh, Zev, um, um, that baby did um, come to their home pretty quickly, but I think it would be good for him to also speak about yeah. another group of foster Please. kids yeah. who came after that. Right, so we, we actually have two two other boys in in our house. Ages? Uh, they're eight eight and fifteen now. They were they were seven and fourteen when when they came. Uh, so they're with you a with year. Us. They're with with us almost a year. It'll, it'll be a year in, in February. February. And they're actually uh, uh, there's actually four siblings in that family that are in foster care. Uh, there's also a five year old and a twelve year. Uh, there's a five year old boy and a twelve year old girl. Uh, and there's actually, so there's, uh, right now there are three families, three foster families involved. We have two of the boys, and then the girl is living with, an, with, an, with one foster family, and the boy is living with another foster family. And I really, I have to say, that's a good, uh, it's emblematic of the kind of relationship that, that, that OHEL has with the whole process. Uh, which, which Shelley was talking about earlier, about the team. Really, you really do have a team behind you. You know, anybody going into foster care shouldn't think, they're in this alone. Right. That you know, they drop off the child and say, "Bye, have <laughs> you know, have a nice life." They are really involved. They are a support. They are in every in every respect an integral part of the family in a sense. They're there to support you. And as Charlie mentioned, some of these children have some issues. You know, they don't always come. You know, just with you know, just right. a, in per- a, from perfect a exuberant. Even though they themselves are acknowledge the realities of their situation. Uh, Internally, what they'll externally express is, "I want to go home." Right. And so, the, you know, the 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 the, the Shelley and Shulamit and Batsheva and Kelly, all of the all Kelly of the case Sarway planners and Chaya uh, Schwartz, our supervisors, all of these team. folks, they're amazing. They are available all the time. They're constantly looking for for opportunities uh, to to in, enhance the experience for everyone. If so people if people want information about this training. Right, you mentioned the middle of January. Yes. But what do they do? Who do they call? So um, all you need to do is call OHEL's main number. That's 718-851-6300. Say that you're interested in getting more information about becoming a foster parent. You can ask for Bacheva Berger or Shalamet Marcus. Uh, and uh, we'll start the process. You know, the four children, the siblings that uh, Zev is speaking about, they, they actually came in on Shabbos. Now, I don't get calls every Shabbos, but we are on call every Shabbos. Right. Uh, four children, and, and we took them, and they were placed in. We have a whole system to put them in, like, an emergency foster home Shabbos before we can sort things out because we don't get much information when a child comes in on Shabbos. Our goal is always to keep siblings together, and we especially appeal to people who would consider taking 
taking a large sibling group or any sibling group, also taking older children, teenagers, maybe empty nesters. We have a lot of wonderful foster parents who may have older children, like teenage children, mm-hmm. who really can be part of the process, uh, and, uh, and, and children who may have some challenges. Uh, so, uh, they're, like I said, all shapes and sizes, we need you in all shapes and sizes. Please, please don't assume that, you know, all, you know, your neighbor, everybody down the block is doing it, and therefore you don't need to consider it. Come forward, and we'll, we'll explore it. Who was the family that was in our studio where, from years ago? Uh, where, where basically the siblings insisted we're staying together or, you know, we, remember they were oh, out of, they were out of the Oh, yes, the Schickmans, right. the Schickmans, yeah. <laughs> remember that story? Right. That's amazing. Yes, yes. I think it was five. Does that make sense? Was uh, it five? Four, actually, I think was it, it was four. four. And, um, and, uh, you know, Zev and his wife Hadara, who are uh, really unbelievable resources to our children, always with a smile, always like, okay, like whatever, we'll deal. <laughs> um, uh, they have two of the children and the other two children who unfortunately Unfortunately, we had to put in different foster homes, but of course we do make sure that they visit and that they have uh, as close a relationship um, that, as possible. It's like having two plus. It's right? having two plus, right? right. Because of the relationship with their siblings, and you want them, obviously, to interact with them as much as possible. The uh, phone number for information about foster parenting, the training process, any question you may have based on this morning's conversation, we really did get into some of the concerns that people have out there. I'm sure that a lot of things you brought up people have been thinking about uh, during the entire thought mm-hmm. process of becoming a foster parent. Uh, you call 718-851-6300. That's 718-851-6300. Batsheva or Shulamit or any of these staff members there uh, can answer your questions and talk about starting a training uh, program, uh, which could become a... Uh, uh, which can make you foster parents already in 2015 in just a few months and um, and hopefully uh, enhance your own lives the same way the parents are enhancing the lives of these children. It's amazing what they're doing. Um, how's how's the baby doing at this point, the one, the um, first one that came into she's your home? Doing, she's doing fabulously well. I have tons of pictures, if you want to see. <laughs> uh, we're actually, we're actually in, the, in the process of, of uh, adopting her. Wow. Uh, we're, we're very close to the finish line on, yep, on that one. We are. And that's another thing that your office... You know, yes, if that, it's a reality, you help facilitate yes, it. Yes, yes. Uh, and also, um, people should also know that there is a board rate, um, meaning right. that um, to basically for to cover, you know, food right. and uh, some basic costs. Also, OHEL, uh, we pay uh, if children are going to yeshiva. Um, OHEL uh, Development Department, headed by Robert Katz and his team, uh, Miriam Weiss, they raise the f- funding for yeshiva tuition. Camp. Some go to Kaylee. Some go to whatever camp is best for them, uh, and uh, also me- medical course. All the clothing. All of the basic courses are covered. Uh, any special needs? We uh, as far as uh, monetarily. So uh, it, it because re- people worry about that. They think, sure. oh, if you're taking the kid, what another tuition? No right. way. No, that is when you have a foster child. That's nothing you need to worry about. Also, I want to mention that our first goal is always to reunite families, and that should be everyone's first goal to strengthen the parents so that the children can return. If that's not possible, we go to other alternatives. Simple as that. That's how it works. They try their best to keep the families together and to do what's best for each of the individual foster children. Everybody out there is uh, encouraged to go ahead and explore the possibility. And as Shelley Berger said at the beginning of this conversation, if you weren't tuned in, listen carefully. It could be a single person. It could be obviously married couples. That's the most obvious uh, 
a thing to, to us lay people. And it could be empty nesters. For those who think they're too old to have a baby or a child in the house, you would say that's not the case. It's never the case. There are no <laughs> rules. That's the rule. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you can check it out by dialing area code 718-851-6300, 718-851-6300. Uh, Zev Sapir, any final thoughts in terms of uh, just getting a word out there to prospective parents that they should consider this uh, so- strongly? You know, I, I had a conversation um, uh, one night with the eight-year-old uh, as I was talking him into bed, and I told him, you're special. And he said, he said no, I'm not. And... He really thought that he wasn't special. So every night since, yeah. I've had the opportunity to remind him that he's special. That in you know the six and a half billion people on the world, on, on all of history from from now to the present and for the future, he is unique and one of a kind. And it's an, really just a wonderful opportunity that Owl has given me and my wife to to bring these people into our home, uh, to uh, to give them love and to to let them know that they're special. Something uh, that he likely never heard before coming to your home. Simple as that. Uh, always nice to meet a Jewish hero. So thank you for being here this morning. Thank you. <laughs> a pleasure. Uh, Shelly Berger is the Director of Foster Care and Preventive Programs at OHEL. Call at 718-851-6300. My thanks to both Ayala and uh, my thanks to Zev Sapir, who joined us in studio, encouraging people out there to consider uh, foster parenting. It is an amazing mitzvah and an incredible addition uh, to both the family life and to our community. Uh, Shelly, thank you. Thank you for bringing us some amazing people. My pleasure. More coming up. This is JM in the AM.